Welcome to the BrokerCast presented by Vertica Systems. The podcast is built for business brokers by business brokers. Each week we sit down with new pros in the industry to learn their secrets, get tips, tricks, insights, and more, and how you can become a better broker and close more deals faster. Now here are your hosts, Sean Littman and Josh Factor. Hey everybody, welcome back to another great episode of the BrokerCast with me, myself, Sean Littman, and Josh Factor. And today we're sitting down with a real all-star in the brokerage game. He is one of our many Facebook group members, and he has a lot of knowledge in the space of business brokerage. Um, wonderful individual. I've, this is the first time I'm actually meeting him in person on the phone. Well, on Zoom and on this podcast, we're sitting down with Frank Filer. And Frank is, is like I said, a expert business broker in the space for many, many years. And we're going to get some information out of him, learn how he's done it, how he's been successful and what types of tips and tricks he can offer to young brokers and people who are coming up in the space. But before we get into that awesome conversation, I just have to do a little station identification and make note to everybody that the BrokerCast is proudly sponsored by Vertica Systems and Vertica CRM, the only software that your brokerage will ever need to be able to run your business brokerage firm better, smoother, more efficient, and close more deals faster. Because at the end of the day, all we want to do in this world is close more deals faster because that means we get paid faster. So if you're looking to learn more about Vertica Systems and Vertica CRM and see if it's right for your brokerage, pop it. Pop a pop in pop the pop a link into the show notes, which I'm going to be doing. Click on that link, schedule a demo with us today, and we will be ready to help you close those deals faster. So now let's dive into the show. Frank, how are you? How's it going? Where you are today? What's going on? What's your story? Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be with you folks today. It's a beautiful day in Boca Raton, Florida, which is where I reside and work for the past number of years. Actually been in the business brokers field for some 37 years. So you've been doing this longer than I've been alive. Well, okay. I think that's, that's a good thing. (laughs) uh, It's kind of interesting when I started out all this time ago, people always ask me, well, what's changed in all that time? And I can really say the only difference today than way back when is technology. We've come so far with technology and helping us to do our job. It's, I find, really amazing um, and and wonderful just from a time efficiency standpoint, as well as other things. I can vividly remember when we wanted to get a contract signed and uh, we were co-broking or whatever uh, with a buyer or seller. We had to get in a car or physically go uh, to their location to get a signature. Um, and then all of a sudden somebody invented what was called the fax machine. And it was pretty amazing to have the ability to send things, uh, through a machine and get a signature. It was like a whole new revelation. And look how far we are now where everything is DocuSign. Everything is just so efficiently done. It's just a wonderful, uh, trans, trans, what's the word I'm seeking? Transformation. Transformation. That's the word. Transformation. It's interesting you say that, Frank, because uh, I don't know if you, you're aware, but DocuSign is a, a hello sign. These are all really great um, systems for do, uh, document signing and contract signing. Um, but um, Vertica, our company, actually mm-hmm. has Vertica Sign, where okay. we built in a document signing tool integrated directly into the CRM. This is really, really um, powerful. The reason for that is because not only can you sign contracts 
buyer registrations, uh, uh, listing agreements, amendments, whatever it may be, NDAs, all that stuff. It's all done directly from the CRM, which is great, but there's something else that's really important about the signing tool that we have in our system. Um, you know that uh, that page where you have the PDF um, on DocuSign? Then you yeah. have the fields of data that you drag over onto the, the, the PDF document? So yeah. all of the, the standard tool systems, the, the signing tools, have that same exact uh, feature, but with us, we have it as well. But those same tags, those fields that you drag onto the PDF, they correspond with a field in the CRM. And so the net result of that is you can profile your buyers and your listings, and you can take listing agreements and updates where the buyer fills out what they're interested in directly on their computer, and they click submit, and it gets saved in their CRM. So it's it's a pretty awesome tool. You're saying that you save time. That's one of the things that we've done with our platform. Well, um, that's what I'm referring to. Uh, it, it's so incredible, I find, to have these technology that's helped us so, so far the way we're progressing. And um, sometimes it's hard for me at my stage of the game to come, to really get up to speed with some of the stuff. So it's challenging, but I have grandchildren that help me. So that's the key. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so it, it's been a fun ride. I can remember vividly when I first got into the business in 1984, um, there was no such thing as business broker. I mean, uh, if you were selling businesses, people had no idea what that meant. It just was uh, not something that was commonly done. And, and so here in the state of Florida, we were very progressive and we had some people that were wanting to co-broke. Now, co-broking is two different companies or two different agents working on a deal. It is not done across the United States or out of the states. We are probably the leader in co-broking across in the world to our knowledge. We've been co-broking with each other for the last 18 to 20 years, I can say and we now have a network of 1,150 business brokers in the state of Florida that cooperate with each other. And so instead of me having five or six listings, I have 2,500 listings that I can show to a potential buyer. Um, you know, I myself, I'm from, I'm from New York, and we don't have anything like that in the New York tri-state area. And uh, to be honest with you, I've been a little bit jealous. I know about the – you're talking about the BBF, right? That is correct, yes. Right. So I actually so, had a, a couple of questions for you about the BBF, and I was wondering, that actually may answer my first question to you. Why should I join the BBF? I can do co-brokerage if I wanted to, but what's what's special about being a member in the BBF, and, and what's so special about brokering businesses in Florida versus any other state in the union? That's two great questions. Let me try and... Uh, I'm, I am a founding member of the BBF, okay? So I go back from day one when we started. The advantages is that we're all 1,150 brokers are on that same page. We're all using the same forms. So whatever firm you're with, it could be a franchise firm like BR, the company I'm with, Transworld, where I spent 12 years of my life building that company. Uh, Murphy Business Brokers, um, 
or others. The point of the matter is we have all the forms necessary from A to Z uh, provided by the BBF. So when I get a purchase and sale agreement, it's on a document that I'm very familiar with. The attorneys are very familiar with. So we have that common uh, knowledge of what the forms are, and that's a big part of our business. Um, we also have a very, very strong bylaws that allows us to co-broke and know that we're going to get a fair 50-50 split uh, on any transaction. So um, there's benefits there. The other benefit is we have a regulatory uh, board of directors. We have, uh, you know, if necessary, uh, a grievance committee for brokers that are not getting along for whatever reason. Um, and it's just such a, um, a unified group. And can we have uh, annual conventions uh, where business brokers come together? Uh, obviously, the IBBA is is the international group, um, and the BBF now, since January 1st, is being managed by the staff of the IBBA. So we have the benefits of if you're a member of the BBF, which is voluntary, you don't have to be, but everybody in the office, once the office joins, every broker needs to be a member of the BBF and to share and share alike. Okay, now through that, we also get the benefit of being a member of the IBBA and take advantage of all of their courses and knowledge and, and everything that they do. So um, it's just a, a uh, nominal fee for so much um, help that we get in the brokerage field. I hope that answers your question. That's pretty cool. Tell me something. One more question. You mentioned that you're a member of VR. Yes. Why would you choose? Why would you choose VR versus Transworld versus uh, Murphy? You mentioned you were part of Transworld, and then you moved to VR. I myself, when I first started brokering businesses, I joined a small firm, which turned into a, a much larger firm with 180 brokers. But okay. I always felt in the back of my mind, you know what? I'm sharing 50 percent of my commissions with the house. If I went out on my own, I can make 100% of my commissions. Why are you, you, you already just, you just explained to me why there are benefits to be a member of a statewide group, the BBF. But why also be a member of VR? You're, you've been around for 38 years, right? right. Um, you were brokering businesses when I was in college. And by the way, I'm also a grandfather. I'm also a lot older than Sean. But, uh, but okay. that, but that being said, why wouldn't you go out on your own and, 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 and earn all the commissions? And, and, and why, do you, why do you remain with VR? Very excellent question. So let me give you a little bit of, of uh, information. Uh, and this is just a personal thing. It's not meant to be for any, everybody has a choice. They can go on their own. Uh, they can join a, a, a firm that has a principal that's not part of a franchise system. Um, I'm, chosen and I've been with VR about six years when I went with them they actually I'd been with Transworld for 12 years I launched the franchise program at Transworld so I'm the guy that went out and found United Franchise Group who was very successful in the franchising arena brought them to, to Transworld um, and created a joint venture for Transworld 
and United Franchise Group to start to sell franchises today uh, in, in the trans world. And I, I'm not promoting them. I'm only making a statement that they have over 250 offices internationally open and operating today. So that's quite a bit. I joined VR. At, VR came to me and said, we have a position open for director of training. Are you interested? I went and met with Peter King, met with Joanna Lombardi, the two principals at VR, um, and accepted a position in that role for the past six years. My job is to train all new franchisees that purchase the franchise. In the course of my 30-plus years, I've trained over 400 brokers nationwide, even internationally, um, and which I saw at the most recent um, IBBA conference in Orlando, uh, 900 people in attendance. I probably knew 600 to 900 people there. It was it totally blew my mind how many people I trained many years ago that are still in the business and doing well in my dad. Um, being in an organization that's larger gives you a team. Okay. In my office here in Boca Raton, we have 10 agents. Okay. My job is to help each and every agent to succeed to get to the closing table because that's what it's all about. If you don't get to the closing table, you have nothing. So, you know, the whole deal is to have good support around you. If you're an independent, you don't have that. Every month you have a rent bill that you have to pay you have phone calls phone bills you have to pay uh you have regulatory um, obligations you have to comply with you have overhead expenses typically with an administrator that is a receptionist or acts as a office manager um it's just a lot of expenses uh that you, you really have to cover if you're on your own Whereas in a bigger organization, um, you, you have systems, you have uh, helpers, you have other people to collaborate, you have uh, sales meetings and sales webinars to help um, you as an individual broker to succeed. So there's a lot of pluses to be with the group instead of being on your own. And I've been in both ways. Um, it's uh, a fabulous industry. More and more people are finding out about us. More and more people are learning uh, what it is to be a business broker. Uh, in the United States, there's only 17 states requiring a real estate license in order to practice business brokerage. In New York, where you're located, there's no requirement for anybody can be a business broker. And so there's nobody looking over you. Here in Florida, since we started being a organization 20-some years ago, um, we've gone through many of the hardships that you have to face in, in the industry. Uh, we protect ourselves. We're strong with each other. Um, I look at it, um, whether you're with VR, Trans World, Murphy, um, First Choice, I could go on and on. Um, it doesn't really matter. What matters is you, the individual, getting deal stuff. At the end of the day, uh, you have to look in the mirror and say, that's the competition. You got to go to work. 
Um, and what it is is just numerous ways of finding and identifying motivated sellers because that's the name of the game here. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like, it, it definitely makes a lot more sense. I, I Even, I suppose, into today to have that infrastructure and have that team with you because you have everybody supporting you and have, and, and like you said, if you don't get to the closing table, it ain't worth it. Like, there's nothing, like, you know, you, you got nothing. So when right. you have people working with you and giving you encouragement and pushing you and, you know, you don't have to think about having all those expenses, it definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess my question for you is you just dropped a ton of knowledge and like a ton of really cool stuff on us because you've been doing, I'm 33. So you've been doing this longer than I've been alive. I'll say that okay. again. And, I, but, I find that that's very common today. So <laughs> I, found, I felt really old when I got to the IBBA conference, but that's okay. I'm still working every day. So that's what counts. That's awesome. How did you get into this? Meaning like you've been doing this for like 38 years. How did you get into this? By accident. Okay. When I came to Florida 40 some years ago, um, I didn't really have a job. I didn't know what I was going to do. I became a headhunter in the hospitality industry because my background is in the restaurant business. Okay. okay. And I, a lot of people that were in corporate America as like presidents, vice presidents in restaurant chains. Okay. So, I mean, from McDonald's to, uh, Marriott Corporation, all the big guys. So I opened up a shop to be a recruiter. Things went extremely well, off the charts. And in five years, 1984, I actually retired. I said, that's it. I'm done. I don't need to work anymore. But after two years, I learned that retirement wasn't for me. So I went back to work and I started out as a consultant doing restaurant consulting because there's enough restaurants in South Florida always in trouble, always closing down due to a number of factors. So I didn't have any problem finding clients, okay, but I had problem getting paid. And each time I presented my invoice, the restaurant owner would say, gee, you know, we've implemented all the things you brought to the table and they're all good, but I don't have the money to pay you. But I've been thinking about this. Maybe I should sell my restaurant and do something else. And maybe can you help me sell my restaurant? Right off the chart. I said, I don't know, but let me try. So back in those days, we had classified we had classified advertising in newspapers. We actually had newspapers back then. And so I started to run ads in the newspaper. One thing led to another. And before I knew it, I had like three restaurants for sale and successfully sold all three, got my money. And then I one day went to the dry cleaners and uh, I was friendly with the owner, Bill Miller. And he said, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a consultant, but lately I've been selling restaurants. And he said to me, you think you just sell my dry cleaner? I said, I, I don't know. Let me try Sure not. And then, uh, you know, it was like totally amazing. People were going to pay me to actually do this uh, work, you know. And so it just evolved. And in 1986 is when I really bit the bullet and said, this this could be real. And I approached a local um, real estate company um, in 1986 in Florida when they passed the law, you had to have a real estate license. Uh, in order to sell businesses. And there's a whole story behind that. Actually, some people 
misled people. Uh, true story, a young couple in Minnesota moved their bag, baggage, everything to Orlando because they bought a business from a business broker, allegedly business broker. When they arrived in Orlando, there was no business. There was smoke and mirrors, and their money was gone, okay? And they were obviously upset, so they called the the police department, and the police said, there's nothing we can do. These people aren't registered. Um, They don't exist. We can't find them. So these same couple went to the state of Florida and contacted the attorney general, and they said, what do you mean? You spent money on a business broker? Who regulates business brokers? There was nobody regulating business brokers. So they said, well, we can't create a whole new division on a state level for just monitoring a few people that call themselves business brokers. But it's similar to selling real estate. So we're going to make all future business brokers get a real estate license. That's how this profession was changed in 1986 by people that were swindled. And in 60 Minutes, Mike Walsh, some of you might remember, came to Orlando. They did a big story. It was pretty amazing. So that's the start of business brokerage in the state when it got recognition. So even now, when you go to real estate school, in order to qualify to get a, a, a real estate license, there is only less than 10 minutes spent on talking business brokerage in the total 63 hours of required study to get the license. So we still haven't really accomplished a whole lot in nationality, but in reality, we're we're getting there, okay? In reality, we're making progress. Like I said, we have 1,150 registered brokers in our organization here in Florida, um, and every year that number continues to grow. That's really cool. That is really, really cool. And you've basically pioneered the business brokerage industry in Florida. Well, with a lot of other good quality people, not a lot of them are still around, but the point of the matter is that we had some very strong believers in organizations and putting things together. And and the main thing we established here, and this is what I want to stress, is that we learn to trust each other. Okay, and trust was the major word because we are all in this together. So it doesn't matter if the broker is in Tallahassee, which is far from where I'm at, or Orlando, or Tampa, or Jacksonville. We all operate under the same standards and rules. And that's the good thing about it. There's there's no more outlandish Things And, you know, you have to be qualified to even be a member of the organization. And you have to have credentials behind you. They, not just everybody is allowed to come in if they're even willing to pay the, you know, the dues and so on. No, it's very interesting. Um, I guess before we wrap up, I mean, first of all, this is an absolute pleasure hearing from you, literally one of the pioneers of business brokerage in Florida. You know, before we wrap this up, what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to get into this world right now? In the business book, first of all, let me identify, even though we've been around a while, we're still wide open. It's an uh, a, a occupation and a career 
that people don't realize the opportunities, okay? Um, we find a lot of ex-business owners, and I've done this myself, and many, many of the people that were sellers that I've sold and other colleagues have sold their business are now business brokers, okay? Um, they saw the opportunity after we sold their business of what we do, and they were intrigued by the process, and they have joined now to become a, you know, new business broker. Um, the proper thing is you want to make sure anybody that's listening is you get with the company that's going to provide you number one training so that you know what you're supposed to do because training is so critically important. Number two, that they have a support staff to help you along the way because I don't care whether you've been in it 10 minutes or you've been in it 30 years, you're going to run into things that you haven't accomplished, you haven't crossed the bridge before you're going to need help to get those things done and how to do them and there are i don't want to say tricks of the trade but there are many things in the trade that people haven't experienced so you know and i face this every day with my crew of just 10 brokers that i have here in south florida um but they run into things every day that need helping and that's the whole support idea so if you can get proper training and get obviously somebody that's going to mentor you, then you're going to, your chances to succeed are much greater. Um, because many people, this is not a, a job for everybody. It doesn't fit one size fits all. You, you, I find that you have to, the best brokers I find are the following. One, they've owned a business. Okay. They understand business it's going to be easier for them to relate to a business owner seller. Number two, they've experienced making a payroll, and they understand that making a payroll is how that company continues to succeed. Okay, number three, they have a financial cushion that they can last without getting an income for the first six to eight months, okay, so that they don't run out of money in and, and so, and then the final thing is they have some gray hair because that shows their maturity and it's easier for somebody in their 40s, 50s, 60s to break into this business than somebody in their 20s or 30s, uh, just by experience. Um, when I'm entering business brokers, I always say it's PPT, patience, persistence, and tenacity. And you, what you did is explain that entire, those three words, you explain yeah. that in depth. And that's how I do it. And that's how I teach broker, new brokers as well. It's the same thing. This, you, it, to, to sum it up, these business brokerage is not rocket science. It's, it, there's just a lot of work. But if you kiss the frogs, you're going to find your princess. You're going to find the gold at the other side of the rainbow. And uh, it's just in numbers. And now... That you know the baby boomers are all uh, retiring, and in your case, moving to Florida. Yeah, business brokerage is a real gold mine. You just need to know how to make it happen. You need to find, like you said, you need to find the right mentor, and you need to need, use the right tools. Frank, I, it was really nice having you on with us. Um, if yep. I were to want to buy a business now, if I wanted to sell a business, and I wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way for me to reach you? 
just call me, 561-445-4040. Okay? Right. Pretty simple. That's great. That's great. Uh, can I close with one quick story? Yeah, of course. For sure, go ahead. And about a month ago, I got an invitation from a broker in Jacksonville who 17 years ago I hired a young lady who had small children at home. Her husband was employed, but she wanted something to do. Um, and she said, okay, what do I need to do? And I said, well, Bianca, this is what you need to do. Bianca Evans was my greatest pupil ever. So about four weeks ago, I was invited to a party that she was throwing because she had sold her 200th business in 17 years. And at the party in Jacksonville, she had 150 people of buyers and sellers that she'd worked with in those 17 years. And that was the highlight for her to recognize that I was the one that made her what she became. And she's a superstar uh, and earns seven figures consistently every year. I didn't say six, seven figures every year. She was featured at the IBBA conference as one of He's the... He's a transport member. broker, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, you know of her? I've spoken to her in the past, yeah. She would be a dynamic person for you to interview. And so if you like, I'll be happy to set that up. That would be awesome. I would love to have that conversation with her. Yeah. So. Well, Frank, this was really fun. And I, I really, I look forward to Eric putting this up because I think everyone's going to love it. And I think this is going to get good. Everyone's going to get a lot of out of this conversation. Good. And like I said, thank you so much for coming on. And until next week, guys, stay tuned and just keep, keep hustling. ABC. Oh. Always be closer. There you go. There you go. All right. right. Take care, everybody. One sec. Thanks for listening to another great episode of The BrokerCast, powered by Verticus Systems and hosted by Sean Littman and Josh Factor. Tune in next week as we sit down with another great power hitter in the brokerage world. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on all major podcasting platforms. And to learn more about Vertica, visit www.verticacrm.com.